mountain If the mountains were where you hide Know how far I'd scale the violence If you grace the other side Know how long have I chased rivers From lowly seas to where they rise Against the rush of grace descending From the source of its supply Cause in the highlands and the heartache You're neither more nor less inclined well, I would search and stop at nothing You're just not that hard to find Song of the sin. Oh, 
caught grace A mighty river flowing upward From a deep but empty grave Wesleyan Church, our 6.30 a.m. online uh, worship gathering, our service. And uh, if you hear my dog in the background, that's just Bailey saying hi. Summer, the cat, is here as well as Bethany and Jay are out at Burke Camp. So we just want to lift up Burke Camp. Uh, if you have the July prayer calendar, you can see all the names that we're praying for uh, this month. And we'd love to have you join us in praying for one another, bearing one another's burdens, rejoicing with those that rejoice, and mourning with those that mourn. If you would like a copy of that prayer calendar, you can simply email me, pastor at hopefulvermont.org. That's pastor at hope, F-O-R, Vermont, spelled out, dot O-R-G. But let's pray. Jesus, we thank you again for this morning and this time to gather together, that your presence is with us wherever we are, that you are not bound by time or space, but you always constantly desire to meet with us and speak to us and help us. So Jesus, here we are admitting and acknowledging and declaring we need your help. So Father, we profess you, we proclaim your goodness. And Father, this morning we do lift up Burke Family Camp that you would touch each one, that you would protect, that you would keep healthy, but most of all, that your presence would be received, that you would be known, that you would be understood, that your salvation would come, as we pray the same for Living Hope Wesleyan, but not just our local church, but the other churches in our community, and Father, in the vicinity, um, so many people that need you. May we just reveal you like a curtain being pulled back on a stage, that we would show you. We love you, Jesus, and thank you for loving us, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen, and we certainly do say welcome to uh, Living Hope Wesleyan. We say welcome to joining us online. There is the YouTube channel. We also have um, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes. Um, 
You can find us also on Facebook and Twitter as well. The call to worship this morning, the call to worship is from Philippians 2, 5 through 11. And we try to begin each service with scripture because we are nothing, in my opinion, or the Wesleyan Church denomination, we would say, if we do not rely on scripture, what God says, and rely on his spirit and wise counsel to interpret scriptures. So our call to worship is Philippians 2, 5 through 11. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Verse 11, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word, Philippians 2, 5 through 11. From the New Living Translation is our call to worship this morning. Once again, we welcome you in and uh, we encourage you to get out your mobile device or maybe you're on uh, line from some other spot, whether it's uh, in your vehicle or uh, from a computer. You can certainly subscribe to the YouTube channel Living Hope Wesleyan Church on Facebook and Twitter. It's at Hope for Vermont and Apple iTunes Google Podcasts is the same as Instagram at Living Hope Wesleyan. Continuing this morning, we just thank you so much for being a part. We thank you uh, for those men that were able to join us yesterday morning, bright and early, for a early morning campfire and uh, breakfast that uh, I've realized it is not gourmet cooking, but it's certainly fun cooking over an open fire and uh, good time had by all, uh, I believe. I know I, I enjoyed it. At the in-person, 9 o'clock, Crossbrook Middle School, that's Crossbrook Middle School, 9 a.m. at uh, in Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. Uh, we're working on developing our children's ministry. I'm excited about September uh, after, sadly, leaving my daughter at Cornerstone University for college. We are going to look to um, begin our children's ministry again, Bethany and I. And so we encourage you to uh, come on out and be a part of that. Sundays in August, no, not July, but in August, all of the Sundays, we're going to meet behind the church. That's 5805 Waterbury Still Road, Waterbury Center. That's 5805 Waterbury Still Road, Waterbury Center, 05677. 9 a.m., uh, the in-person will be outside behind the chapel campus, and that's all the Sundays in August. Hopefully, you can attend as well. And if you'd be so kind to text me your email address, just text me the best email address to uh, connect with you. You can see the number on the screen. That would be uh, most appreciated. And we can keep you up to date on all of the events that are taking place this summer and in the life of uh, our local church, Living Hope Wesleyan. Tuesdays, uh, Kathy Wilder plays in the Waterbury Band. There's a band concert Tuesday at 7 p.m. at uh, the Waterbury Center Gazebo. And I'd love to have you come out, support her, but support our community in, uh, in those ways. And the July prayer calendar, as I mentioned, that's out. If you have not received a copy, you can uh, text me your email address. I'll email you the PDF, or you can find a hard copy at the 9 a.m. in-person worship gathering at Crossbrook Middle School, Sundays, 9 a.m. in Duxbury, Vermont. 
Uh, Burke Family Camp, as we already prayed, that has begun, and they go until the 17th. The uh, camp president is my mom, Sharon Fuller. So just pray for that camp, pray for those attending, and um, we just um, thank you for, for your prayers. And finally, the end of the month, July 29th, there's a 7 p.m. all-family campfire with s'mores. And uh, that's 7 p.m., the final Friday of the month, that's right here at the Chapel Campus. Hopefully, you can join and be a part of that. As we continue this morning, we do thank you for um, tuning in, for watching, sharing, liking, for subscribing, for uh, downloading, and um, just sharing with others. We do not want to say we are a church where we know you need to belong, but we are a church that if you attend, you can belong. And uh, there are so many good churches and pastors that need our prayers and support. But as we look to grow this part of uh, you know, the kingdom, through Living Hope Wesleyan Church, you're certainly invited, and we would encourage you to invite others to hear about the love and forgiveness and grace and goodness that God has for all of us. And that leads us to the memory verse, Luke 19.10. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. It's short. It's hopefully familiar for some, but it's definitely the call to the mission that God's placed us to be like him for the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost so as believers we seek and save those who are lost not by our own strength or our own wisdom but by pointing them to jesus and his salvation well we do thank you again for joining online we thank everyone for uh being a part of living hope wesleyan church whether in person 9 a.m at Crossbrook middle school or online 6 30 is the live stream you can certainly find us on youtube facebook instagram or twitter after as as you would like to do so prayer requests can be emailed to stacy granfield there's a prayer email chain and so if you'd like to be included on that just let stacy know and uh, it's good to know how we can uh, pray with you, pray for you, pray for your relatives and those that need Jesus, his hope that God would use us to intercede, whether we're ever seen or not, that we would intercede and help um, just cry out for God for his help and his mercy and just with great thanksgiving for his generosity and his goodness to us. We're going to pray now, and uh, as you have prayer requests, you can certainly type those in the comment section. You can uh, text me or email uh, me, pastor at hopeforvermont.org, pastor at hope for F-O-R, Vermont spelled out, dot O-R-G. Jesus, we do thank you again because you are here. We thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for this beautiful weather. We thank you for fellowship and friendship. We thank you, God, because you care. We thank you, Jesus, for church and a place to gather and a place to meet and a group to be with. But Father, we just pray that others would know your salvation. Others would know the comfort that you have available, that you give. We pray that they might know that we aren't just a band of people trying to fight against the culture norms, but we are a group of people just dependent on you, crying out for your mercy and your help and your wisdom and your strength, that we would live in your peace and in your joy with great hope. So, Father, for those in need, for those struggling, for those celebrating, let us join them in celebrating who you are and your goodness and your compassion for us. We thank you, Jesus, and we say we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen.
We do thank you for your continued uh, giving through tithes and offerings. We thank you for giving online, hopefulvermont.org, the Be Generous tab. For those that mail checks to the Chapel Campus, 5793 Waterbury-Stowe Road. That's 5793 Waterbury-Stowe Road, Waterbury Center, Vermont, 05677. If you're listening online, YouTube channel, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, I, Living Hope Wesleyan. And for those that continue to give in person at the 9 a.m. at Crossbrook Middle School, we just appreciate your uh, faithfulness and obedience and giving of tithes and generosity and offerings. It certainly helps us uh, function as a local body, not to be nervous or concerned about certain things that uh, easily come when finances seem to be an obstacle or stand in the way. So we just thank you for, for that. And as we uh, look forward, I am um, excited to be continuing in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, Acts 1.1, I told you, this is Dr. Luke writing to his friend Theo, I told you about everything Jesus began to do and teach. And so I would suggest that we would tell someone, but we must be learning from someone. So learn from, walk with, invest in. Who are you learning from, walking with, investing in, telling the story, hearing the story of what Jesus began to do and teach in your life, in their life, that we can apply for our life to see the great hope that we have, to understand the struggles that we face, that Jesus is real and that God truly cares, but life, well, in this world, you will have trouble, and that's a fact, and that has been experienced by by so many, but that scripture also says, but I have come to overcome the world, and Jesus is with us, so let us learn from, walk with, and invest in others because we are to spread the gospel we are to proselytize we are to ask for converts into christianity not the religion but the uh believership the followership of who jesus is that the spread and the expansion of the good news would be known that we'd be known as people that want to invite others into his healing his freedom and his hope And so that is why the book of Acts is written. That's why I'm so excited to share these things, because in Acts 1.8, it was promised you would receive. But now for us in 2022, we have received the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my Jesus speaking witnesses, telling people about Jesus everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Who are we sharing Jesus with, whether by a couple? of cold water. Maybe it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Perhaps it's mowing somebody's lawn, or maybe it's in a conversation opening scriptures and pointing to the words on paper. But Jesus wants us to be his witness, to tell people about him everywhere. We concluded last week by what it meant to receive his power, to be God's witness, to tell people about Jesus everywhere. They met together and they prayed. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I'm going to go back to Acts 1, 13 through 14. The words on the screen might be kind of small behind me, so you can use the YouVersion Bible app if you uh, want to use the app, or open an old-school hard copy of the Bible. Acts 1, 13 through 14. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. Messiah and Barsabbas are not mentioned. Who? 
Well, we'll get to that in a moment. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus, including James, who wrote, well, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. So this is what we're talking about. They met together and were constantly united in prayer, constantly united in prayer, united that they would seek God's wisdom, that Jesus left them a promise and they did not want to miss Jesus. They did not want to miss Jesus by thinking they had their own way. So we've learned to worship from the screens, the seats in the streets. We take Jesus from the screens through COVID through the screens that now we have meetings to the seats, whether shoulder to shoulder, side by side, face to face, to the streets that all might know who Jesus is, all might know who who Barsabbas, also known as Justice. Have you ever heard of Barsabbas? Who is Barsabbas? That all would know that those we see on the screens, as those that we sit next to, that those that we are in the streets with, that they would know Jesus like Barsabbas, also known as Justice, knew Jesus. Who is Barsabbas? Well, we're going to get there. Stick with me a little bit. In Acts 1, 15 through 17, during this time, when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. This is following Jesus' ascension, God going to heaven, bringing his son back to heaven and saying, wait, there's going to be a power where you will be my witness and tell people about Jesus everywhere. So this is where the disciples, the apostles went. Uh, it was Peter who said, Brothers, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit speaking through King David. It was no surprise that Judas would betray Jesus in the sense of knowing and understanding the Old Testament scripture. The prophecy had to be fulfilled. People had to understand how to connect the dots. I used to hate that expression, connect the dots. I thought it was so hokey, but now I go to it nonstop. The scriptures had to be fulfilled. This had to take place. What was prophesied in the Old Testament had to be lived out now. What is spoken about in God's word is going to be lived out. This is not for us to be nervous or scared or frightened. This is the reality that wide is the road that leads to destruction. Many people will choose not to follow Jesus. Narrow is the road that leads to life and life abundantly. This is truth, and we want to make sure that every single person that can fit on that narrow road is there, and they are invited, and they are welcomed, and they know they belong. does not matter their past history, does not matter their current struggles, it does not matter where they're tempted. All that matters is the scripture would be fulfilled, that those that call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we continue, Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Remember, Peter speaking now. As Dr. Luke records this in his second book, the book of Acts, Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry. Perhaps you're thinking of those that you would consider they were one of us and shared in the ministry with us. But 
where are they now? Or now I know where they've gone. I know the decisions they've made. I'm heartbroken. I have a headache based on the decisions that they're making by the lifestyle they're choosing. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us just because you were a part does not mean you can't choose certain things, but know this, God's love is for all of us, and he cares about everything that we're going through. It's a tragic story about Judas. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. He sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Then he committed suicide, falling headfirst there. His body split open, spilling out all his intestines, graphic Story about Judas Iscariot's final death. The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place uh, their Aramaic name, Elkadema, which means field of blood. I probably mispronounced that. I, I do apologize. But Acts one nineteen. the news of his death spread to all people. And the news of his death spread to all people. When earlier we read that you will be my witnesses, you will tell people about me everywhere. We want to tell people about Judas. Uh, tell That's a slip. We want to tell people about Jesus, not Judas. But in the end, it's too many times we tell people about those like Judas who have fallen away, those that have committed uh, treachery. We tell people about the bad things instead of telling people about the good news of who Jesus is. The news of his death spread to all people. What a cautionary tale. What a reminder to us that when somebody falls, when somebody makes a mistake, that we are not to highlight that. That is not to be the huge note in the prayer request. Look at this specific thing that was committed, but that we would tell people everywhere about who Jesus is, that the power we receive, that we would be his witnesses. And we'd say, hey, I understand something bad happened, but I know who Jesus is. So Jesus will intersect and intervene and come to this person that they might know his salvation. Let's tell people about who Jesus is wherever we go. Peter continued, this was written in the book of Psalms, where it says, let his home become desolate with no one living in it. It also says, let someone else take his position. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who are with us the entire time who are traveling with the Lord Jesus. We must choose a replacement. We must choose a replacement. This made me ponder. This made me think. This caused me to wonder, was Peter doing the right thing? Jesus told him to go and tell people everywhere. He didn't say, hey, go find a replacement for Judas, then go and tell people everywhere. So I thought, and I prayed, and I studied, and I listened, and I was trying to figure out why was this choice of a replacement so important when Jesus said, receive power, be my witness, and tell people everywhere. And it seems as though, it, for instance, people just wanted to focus on Judas and tell people about Judas instead about Jesus. I think we're going to soon find an answer. From the time he was baptized by John, this is how long the, the, per, the requirements for the next apostle to be named to replace Judas. Until the day he was taken from us, whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph, 
called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. We know Matthias was chosen. If you grew up in the church, you knew Matthias. They cast lots. They, you might even say gambled, which is interesting uh, how they did things back in ancient times. But they just believed that God would reveal himself like a fleece in that way. But they nominated two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, there's nothing like having multiple names. I was born Shin Young Suk. I was adopted by a family in Yakima, Washington named Christopher Weedmark. And now I was readopted and given the name Jeffrey Michael Fuller. There's nothing like having multiple names to be known as or to be known by. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice and Matthias. Can you imagine having your name being called out, your name being act, uh, looked at? being considered, being one that was to be chosen to follow them as they followed Jesus. Then they all prayed, O oh Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen. Show us which men you have chosen. We identified, chosen, selected, picked. Who have you picked? Then as an apostle to replace Judas in the ministry, for he was deserted us and gone where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected and became an apostle with the other 11. They cast lots, and you can think about the excitement Matthias had to be chosen. You can think about Barsabbas. Oh, have you ever been picked? Have you ever been chosen to be cut from a team? Have you ever been thought that you were going to be a huge proponent or a huge part of something that was so big that it went well beyond yourself. And then you thought, man, they chose someone else. Well, I have to admit, and I have to look at, and I have to share with you that Barsabbas, Joseph, also known as Justice, was identified, chosen, selected, and picked. He was wanted. He was desired. He was adopted. And you are too. And you might look at someone else and say, oh, their gift is to preach, or their gift is with people, or their gift is to sit in the corner and they work with their hands, their great minds, and they don't talk too much, but when they talk, they always have the answer. They were adopted. Barsabbas was wanted, and so are you. So are you. But Jeff, I have faults. But Jeff, I have a past. But Jeff, you don't know. But Jeff, I had an abortion but Jeff, I've struggled with my sexual identity. But Jeff, I'm an addict. But Jeff, I've abused. But Jeff, I've been abused and I can't forgive. But Jeff, you are wanted. You are to be adopted. Let's go to an Old Testament story in Second Samuel 9. David asked, Is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? This is David, who is the king after Saul. Saul tried to kill him. David's a king. He battles against Saul. In that structure, all of Saul's family would be killed or cower in fear because there'd be the thought that they would try to take over David's reign. But one day David asked, is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake, his best friend, his soulmate, you could say. Sometimes you've had those friends that it's not sexual, but there's such a connection. There's such a deep respect. There's someone that you would go to their need in any place, any time. It would not matter the cost. 
if you could be there, you would be there because you love them so much. This was David's relationship with Jonathan. We read on. He summoned a man named Ziba, who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Ziba, the king asked? Yes, sir, I am, Ziba replied. The king then asked, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them. It's not my kindness with manipulative plots with ulterior motives, but I want to show God's kindness to them. Ziba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He's crippled in both feet. It was almost like a warning. He's crippled in both feet. You don't want him. Yeah, he's alive, but he's no threat to you. And you don't want to show this crippled kindness. He's not going to look very stately. He doesn't dress up all nice. But the king, David, said, where is he? Ziba replied, and he said he's at the home of Makur, son of Amiel. So David sent for him and brought him from Maker's home. His name was Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son the Saul, and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. He bowed. Why? Because he was honoring David partly. But also he was fearing for his life. There were kings that would get all the uh, descendants to kill them so nobody could overthrow their kingdom. He was honoring, but he was filled with fear. And he said, I am your servant. But in verse 7 of 2 Samuel 9, 7, David said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I intend to show you kindness to you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. You will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth, he bowed respectfully and exclaimed, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? King, like I'm a descendant of, you know, the guy that you took over for that, other kings would have killed because they'd be fearful of me. And you're inviting me to your table. Don't you see I'm crippled? Don't you see my handicap? Don't you see I don't look like a king's son? Don't you understand that I have a past? I have a history? Don't you realize that something's happened in my life? Don't you, don't you know that I could bring dishonor and shame and guilt to your name and to your family? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him, to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. He, he's not going to go out there. He's going to stay here and eat at my table as if I had 15 sons and 20 servants. So you know who was doing the work and who was resting, who was being honored, who was invited, who was the Joseph, known as Barsabbas, also known as Justice, along with Messiah, being chosen to be at the king's table. Ziba replied, yes. Yes, my Lord. I am your servant. And I will do all that you have commanded. 
And from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table like one of the king's own sons. You have been chosen to eat at the king's table just like one who had never sinned, just like Jesus. You are invited. We are invited. We are called to go to his table, to understand his forgiveness, his freedom, his love for us, that God cares about everything we are going through. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah. From then on, all the members of Ziba's household were Mephibosheth's servants. And Mephibosheth, who was crippled in both feet, lived in Jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table. He was crippled in both feet. He could not get around. He was not living up to what the stately ordinance said about what a king's son should look like. But David invited him to sit at his table. And I think just as Barsabbas was chosen, just as Matthias was identified, and then they cast lots to see who who won. They both won. We have won. You don't have to be called into vocational ministry. You don't have to be called to be a successful millionaire. You don't have to be called to wear a white collar or a blue collar. You aren't called because we think we have success defined in a certain way we are called because we have a handicap and God says do not give up your handicap you are chosen and forgiven it does not matter where the chips fall it does not matter where the lots that were cast land all that matters is that you have been chosen of God that God loves you so much that God cares about your past that he wants to forgive your sins that he has freedom for you. This is the hope that we have, that as you struggle, as you're tempted, as your family members say that they're gay, as your family members say that they're addicted, as they admit to you what happened, that they were abused, that we can say with God's arms of love, with great empathy, it is okay. Jesus loves you. Jesus has a plan for you that you are just like Barsabbas. You are Mephibosheth, you and me are called of God to be at his table regularly. That we would know his love, that we would know his promise, that we would share with others that they are invited as well, despite being crippled in both feet, despite being uh, lost in the sense that they cast lots and you were not chosen by those knuckleheads that were throwing coins, but you were chosen by God because Jesus died, that all would know him. That you and I and our friends and those that seem so far from God would know his forgiveness, that they could sit at his table and they would hear his voice saying, you are as one of my sons. You're as one of my children. You are mine. That we would know that we are adopted, that we are forgiven, that we are wanted, we are desired, that we have a place to belong. And I pray that Living Hope Wesleyan Church will not just be a church where you go, that you attend, but it will be a place you belong because we are the family of God. And so if you think or have believe that that's too good to be true i just want to share with you that god says that you are chosen what you do with that choice is up to you i would advise i would counsel i would plead that you say jesus not my will but yours be done that you would say jesus 
I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that I'm a sinner and I need your salvation. So here I am, save me. I choose to follow you. I choose to obey you. I seek your wisdom. I want to know your ways. I desire to live for your plan. That before I was even born, when you knit me together in my mother's womb, you had a plan for me. May I choose to follow you and that plan that you have for me. Jesus, this is my prayer. This is our heart. Thank you that you chose us even being crippled in both feet. Even though Matthias was the one chosen as the lots were cast, Barsabbas, Joseph, also known as Justice, was identified and chosen and recruited and seen and known by you as valuable, as having a place at your table. So, oh God, Jesus, we say thank you. We say thank you, and we say here we are. Forgive us and help us. We choose you. Amen. Let it be done.